This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools. I'm Dave. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. Woohoo! Welcome to the show. And we had no incident. No, no stumbling. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jump all over each other? No. I confused you because I didn't use my last name this time. Oh, yeah. We got enough episodes under our belt. I don't I don't think we have to do that. <laughs> We're on a first name basis. I think We're on a first name basis now. <laughs> With the <laughs> listeners? <laughs> hey, if you're watching us uh, on Periscope, thanks for joining us. You can drop us a question at, uh, at EduTechGuys on the, the good old Twitter. Or you can also hit us up at the Mixler site, mixler.com slash edutechguys or radio.edutechguys.com. And the chat window is open. So if you have some questions you'd like to ask us or like us to stop talking <laughs> or anything else, you can do that with us also. Bing! The yeah. chat window is open. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out the website at www.edutechguys.com. You can drag yourself down to the bottom of the page and find our comment section. You send us a comment and let us know what's going down. You can also find previous podcasts. Also, check us out on iTunes at the podcast section. Just look up EduTech Guys. You'll find all 20 episodes that are up now. This is our 21st episode, and we're we're 21. We're legal. We're legal. <laughs> we're glad to have you here. Um, yeah, today's going to be a fun day on the show. Tell yeah, us, man. I, I, we uh, yeah. <laughs> tell us, Dave. Tell us, tell us, Dave. Yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, several different things. Um, there was a survey that was done by Sprint and uh, conducted through a company called Dive Brand Studio, and it's about the state of education technology. So we'll talk a little bit about that survey. Um, we're also going to talk about edutech conferences in general, um, things to look for, think about uh, when you're uh, trying to decide which one you want to go to or which ones depending on your uh, school's budget and or your luck of the draw. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so a couple things. And then we'll talk about uh, guests, really cool guests that we have coming up um, over the next 
month or so, and then places will be, and whatever else happens to pop into our heads. <laughs> yeah, like once again, if you're out there listening to us or you're watching us on the good old Periscope, please drop us a line. Uh, ask us some questions if you want to know something. If we don't know the answer, we'll act like we do and uh, talk, discuss it. <laughs> Lie through our teeth. I mean, discuss it. <laughs> we can, or we can Google that for you. <laughs> <laughs> but like Dave said on the show today, I mean, we can jump right into it. Conferences. Um, you know, it's really interesting Used to, it was conferences were mainly like a spring-summer thing, mostly summer. Mm. But now it's just year-long. I mean, there's, it seems like probably every day there's some kind of conference out there that you can go to. Yeah, there are definitely a, a lot of different conferences. And, and the, other, the other side of that, or not, maybe not the other side, but an extension of that, I guess. You know, there were, what, I don't know, maybe half a dozen, if that many, like big edutech conferences or just even education conferences in general. And now uh, there are a lot of very specialized conferences that go on during the year. Um, uh, I I can't remember if it's happened yet or not. INACAL, I think INACAL may have just happened or it's going to happen. How do you, how do you spell that? I-N-A-C-O-L. And it is the ah. blended, it's, it's, it's all about blended learning, online learning. That type of thing. Not chopped, uh, not um, diced, but blended. No, it's blended. <laughs> blended that's right. It's all about it's blended all about learning. It's all about learning, yes. <laughs> I, I think I remember that one. That's a, yeah. That one's actually grown pretty huge. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there are several in January. Um, Fetzy uh, is coming up. Um, and there was another one that just fell out of my head. <laughs> I, I had it. it and I it, saw and, it go scattered <laughs> across the room. It was, it was, it was real ugly. Okay. And a, Fitzy's in, is it in Florida? Florida. That's a Florida, the Florida Educational yeah. Technology Conference. Uh, yes, but I think they've actually changed the name of it now. The FETC now stands for something else. One of the big ones, isn't Off it? the top of my head, I don't remember, but we could Google that for yeah. you. It's, it's pretty large. It is large. Is yeah. it the Orange County Convention? It is, yeah. Uh, I actually went last year with a group of folks from Texarkana schools. Well, there was there was a group from Texarkana schools and a couple of folks from Hope schools where you guys are. Um, and uh, we went last year to Fetzy and, and learned a lot of cool things. It's a, it's a unique conference. Unique um, conference. You yeah. have to sneak yeah. up on it? You, you sneak yes. up on you it. Unique up on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. We're about to do, it's not funny. We're about to do <laughs> S-Well. Mm-hmm. Well, it is funny. That's one of my, no. you, 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 you know, let's diverge from the topic here. Um, everyone has the ums or the ohs, and then mine says, that's funny. No, that's it's funny. not funny. Oh, not okay, when then. you're talking at a funeral. I had no idea where you were going. I was yeah. like, what? Sorry, our little, your our ums little, and your ohs. My ums and my ohs. No, uh, this next weekend, uh, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. That your tech guys will be at the Schools Without Walls Conference in Hot Springs. Yeah. Uh, that will be at, is it at Hot Springs High School? No, it's at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Ah, it's moved. It's bigger. Yes. So it's at the Hot Springs yeah. Convention Center. See, I'd have, drove, I'd have driven to the Hot Springs High School and been sitting in the parking lot. Where is everybody? <laughs> Where did everybody go? Really small yeah. convention. So, uh, yeah, that is the Schools <coughs> Without Walls, S-Wow or Swow or yeah. any other very... Uh, Various pronunciations. We'll but, be there um, doing a, a quick 45-minute. We have an hour. Uh, we'll do a 45-minute production of uh, our workshop called, uh, what did I say we're going to call it? What You Wish You Knew. What You Wish You Knew. <laughs> what you wish you Not knew. What Do You Know, but What well, You what Wish you, you, wish knew. you Knew. So, uh, yeah, you, could, you should definitely uh, look into that. You can still register, I guess, online. Oh uh, Yeah, I believe so. What's really cool is that the um, keynote speaker and featured presenter is Ginger Lumen, who we've had on the show before and, and is a good friend of. 
Yeah. So you can catch her cool. on some of the replays. Uh, we've been uh, replaying yeah. some of the shows during the day and the evenings so that you can catch them and uh, hear hers. Good stuff. And then uh, in December, we'll be at the AESA conference. Yeah, no, that's going to be cool. That That's probably going to be – well, not probably. That is going to be <laughs> the biggest conference that, that uh, we've uh, attended at this point uh, as uh, EduTech guys. EduTech guys. Uh, and the conference itself is the second through the – fourth or fifth now i can't remember off the top of my head through the fifth i believe um and we will actually be broadcasting the third and fourth um live during the whole conference so we'll uh, pull in presenters and get them to talk about their sessions we'll pull in uh participants and get their input on what they're going to see or what they just saw or what they've learned what they've seen, what they've like, you know, what they like about the conference, yeah, uh, that type of thing, um, and then just uh, really, uh, it'll give us a chance to also talk about different um, breakout sessions and, and other things that are happening at the conference as a way to inform those folks who are there uh, or those folks who aren't there but you know wish they were, uh, and that's in New Orleans, uh, New Orleans. so that'll be uh, December second through the fourth. Uh, down there, the AESA, that's the Association for Education Service Agencies. Yeah, here in a few oh, weeks, yeah. uh, there'll be a page up on the website just for that conference. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have more information about some of the folks that we'll be interviewing and things mm -hmm. like that, so you'll be able to check it. Definitely by the day of, you'll be able to check on the website and uh, see who's uh, going to be on the show and what's going to yeah. be going down. So yeah. definitely want to check cool. that out. Yeah, yeah. that'll be cool. Definitely want to check that uh, out. And then another cool one is in March. Now, we're looking down the road. Uh, March 4th through the 7th is the Arkansas Rock City Regional Contest of the first FIRST robotics program at the Arkansas State Fairgrounds in Barton Coliseum. And that's going to be cool. That's a bunch of uh, students who, com who, who work in teams and they compete with and against each other to solve whatever problem is presented to them. So uh, that's going to be very cool. That's going to be cool. Robot Wars. I've been thinking about buying a bunch of little small droids just to fly out into the action, you know, <laughs> stir it up a little bit. Yep. Get a <laughs> I believe it's going to be a lot like the Mos Eisley Cantina. No droids allowed. No <laughs> so, you know, talking about conferences, that's that's a really big deal. We've, we go to conferences, and mm -hmm. I'll say it's hard to choose a good conference. You know, choosing a good conference, you really got to do your homework on it. Mm. Um, you know, you might use a product – uh, or you might use a, a certain uh, teaching platform and you find out about their conference and you go, hey, I got to go to this conference. Well, in, in all seriousness, I think most conferences like that are probably more geared to early adopters or users, new, right. users, new users and prospective users. Mm. You know, I think that's, you know, when you kind of agree that, you know, some of the stuff you go to, especially if it's sponsored by... Right. Something you're going to get a lot of sales pitches, right. and you're going to get a lot of this is how you do the most basic, you know, thing that's right. going on. I think the conferences that are a little more um, in depth, you know, would be conferences like the Hot Springs Technology, you know, Institute and sure. SWOW students with uh, students without walls, <laughs> schools without <laughs> walls, <laughs> students without wallets. <laughs> We've taken all their wallets from. Uh. Them. But you know, I think that that's that's the big deal to me is that you know, finding the right one so that you get the right workshops. And, and I think the big deal, I guess, we could talk about is right now in the state of Arkansas, um, a pretty, pretty, uh, what's the guy, I'm trying to think of his name. Anyway, we have a tech in, in the state of Arkansas that's starting a new tech conference. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's uh, 
he's he's actually gearing it more towards tech coordinators and more of the techie side of education. And and I think that that's something that uh, you can get lost in what you're looking for, you right. know, because. We go to a lot of workshops, and we expect it to be techie, and it's more along the service level, the service, the educational level, integrating right. it and using it in the classroom. And I think sometimes that happens to teachers. They they sign up for a workshop, and they yeah. show up, and they go, "I don't know anything about an SQL they're, server, they're, and they're I don't know about any databases that aren't anything exactly. related to education yeah. acronyms." So, but you know, I think that's a big one, and and I think that making them shorter, the long ones. I don't know. I think that that one's probably depends on whether or not it's like a surface level thing or if it's if it's an in-depth, you know, discussion and exploration of a subject. Because, yeah, some some of the sessions we've been to at various conferences, it's like, OK, they're dragging this out a really long time. And it, it's they, they should have had like half the amount of time just to keep the pace right. Yeah. Right. And then other ones you go to and it's like. This is such a deep topic, and I'm only skimming the very surface of it, and I, I, there's no meat to this. It's just like, and this is a thing, and this is a thing, and this is a thing, and this right. is a thing. Right. We don't have enough time to go into them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's something that should be more variable. I think that's something that related probably to the, to the scheduling side of conferences. They probably just get, you have a block of an hour, fill it with something, rather than being flexible, like, okay, we've got a half-hour block or an hour-long block or an hour-and-a-half yeah. block. You know, I th- and, and I logistics play a huge part of it. Oh, yeah, too. just getting people we, to and from. One of our last ones was, you know, a logistics. Yes. Definitely defined what, when, why, and where. Right, exactly. Right. Because of the actual <laughs> lack of rooms, you know, and, right. and space and the amount of people that were at that. Well, and then um, along the same lines, you can go overboard in the other direction. And, and I'll give you an example. When I went to Fetsy last year or the year before, whenever I went to Fetsy, um, it was a little the scheduling was a little bit of a problem because they had the hour-long breakout sessions but at the same time they had like these little uh 15 minute or 30 minute sort of slams you know mm-hmm. here's 15 minutes and, and we're going to show you some quick i don't know, css tips or some quick mm-hmm. you know whatever they were doing you know um but they were all happening at the same time. And then while that is going on, uh, they also have poster sessions where you have students presenting their particular tech project. And then you also have extended uh, workshops that were not like half day, but maybe they were 90 minutes or two hours. Right. Again, all scheduled at the same time. So then it becomes a logistics nightmare for like, the attendee here, because I, well, I really want to go to this, right. but I want to be in the hour long session that I originally had planned to go to. Right. But now there's this other one and I have this other one. And of course things are generally only offered once. So right. you only have one shot to try to get what you're, you know, where I you're think, going. I think part of that can be alleviated. I, the, the way the JNUC took care of that was the fact that they had, they recorded all of their sessions. So if you missed right. a session, you could catch it later on YouTube. So at that point, you go to the session that you want to ask questions on, or like if you've got if you're with if you're going with someone else, you want to discuss the session with them. Um, that's those are the ones that you pick, uh, and I think that's that's a with with the way we've got cameras everywhere these days, and the fact that you can just stream video of anything, uh, the fact that you can just record the the sessions and view them later on YouTube or whatever, I think solves a lot of that problem. Plus, again, the I think. I would personally, anyway, I'd prefer having too much to pick from because it's like, oh my gosh, look at all this amazing stuff. And have like to sit around for an hour. It's like, oh gosh, I got to wait for this session that's going on later in the day. I have nowhere else to go. I'm just sort of sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Right, right. Now, I, and I will say that part of the problem, and um, 
I think this holds true with any conference, really. Um, you know, you get the title, and if you're lucky, you get a one or two word, uh, not one or two word, but one or two sentence, kind of an overview synopsis, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then some conferences, they give you the full description. Right. Other ones, that's all you get is two lines. It's well, like a teaser. I don't know in two lines that this is what I want to do. So yeah. I go there thinking this it's is, the, you such know, and such. oh, yeah, this is the session I want. And it turns out, yeah, no. no, this is not what I had in mind yeah, They talk about all. logging in for 20 minutes. Right, exactly. Yes. 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 Not, yeah, and then they've got stuff where if, they've, if they rank the sessions on like beginning, intermediate, or advanced, I don't think anybody's like, peer reviewing that so it's like whoever was presenting the session thinks it's intermediate beginner or advanced right. and depending on whether they are intermediate beginner or advanced it's like oh yeah this is super easy this is just writing a program in python from scratch you know right. <laughs> and, you exactly. know so yeah right well and then you also have and, and then you also have the opposite right so you have somebody who is doing something advanced but they call it beginner and then you have other folks who they think what they're presenting is, you know, just the most complex, complicated thing in the world. Right. And it turns out like that essentially kind of goes back to what you were talking about, Greg. You know, essentially they could have done it in six minutes and said, right. oh, yeah, by the way, here it is. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, okay, we got that. You know, but yeah, I guess tap for, dance for the rest of your time. Right. Instead, they take the hour to describe something that really and then you click didn't here, need an hour. And then you click here. And well, then you click here. Yeah. And then you click here. You know, I've always thought that it would be cool if um, when you went to a, when you were preparing to go to a conference and they posted their their schedule of sessions mm -hmm. or workshops that uh, they required the presenters to post an outline, you know, mm -hmm. or a full syllabus of the, right, exactly. this is what we're going to discuss. That would be in cool. There. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that would, a, lo a lot more people would go, yeah, I can really get a hold of this. This is right. what I'm looking right. to do. Right. Yeah. And because also in, in defense of that is that, you know, when you're two weeks out, three weeks out, a month out, and you get that schedule of presenters, Google them. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. Reach out to that person on Twitter or sure. through email and say, Hey, what's your workshop going to be over? I'm trying to decide, you know, I'm interested in this that you're discussing. Are right. you discussing this? Right. Are you going to go into what with that? depth? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's I, a great idea. That's you know. I mean, it, it's crazy, but you know, Google it. I mean, right. Yeah. Find Plus, out what they're. Half the time, they if they're talking about anything related to, to technology, it's they present like, okay, here's the link you can click, and it's little teeny tiny letters up on the screen. Okay, <laughs> make sure to write that down real quick. And next slide. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So if you yeah. had like a, a kit or whatever going right. into it, where it had all the links that you, all the software that they're going to reference, any of the websites they were going to reference any of the services you know I think it's interesting and that, that brings us to an interesting part of teaching and because when you're doing a session you're teaching in a encapsulated quick moment of time right mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting to think that I've always felt like if you could prep your students if you went you know and that's kind of what some college courses do you get the syllabus and it says this week you're going to read this and this week you're going to sure. read that right so, so if you, you want to read ahead you can be ahead weeks at a time right right and I've always felt like that a, a lot of teachers and a lot of presenters don't want to give you too much because then how am I going to waste the rest of that time? Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's like I've got to present this to them so I can eat up time. Well, but maybe that's not what you want to do. Right. To make the, you know, and, and I agree with Greg. If you've got that syllabus beforehand, mm -hmm. that, that outline, and you got the presentation, presentation material. Right. That you could already have and go, okay, here's the links. And you've already prepped yourself with your laptop or your, right. your device so that you can go directly to those links as they're talking about. Right. Then I think most presenters would be excited at the end for discussion. 
or, or maybe then at that time they could go, since I've already given them all this, I'm right. going to give myself five minutes after each topic to open for quick discussion on that topic before I move on to the next right. topic. Right, right, yeah, exactly. And, and I think you would find that, um, and I, I, hate, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to anyway, uh, good presenters, I believe, would be open to that. That is, those folks who their handouts – Yes, it might be, you know, it's a Prezi link or it's a PowerPoint slide show, right. okay? Again, you know, and, and just get this out. There's nothing wrong with PowerPoint, no. all right, if it's handled correctly. Right. So if you have someone who handles it correctly, that is they kind of stick to that whole rule of sixes, you know, and they've they've got no more than six words per line, no more than right. six bullets per slide for those right. who aren't familiar with the rule of sixes. Um, and that's what they send you, then they have nothing or should have nothing to worry about because I'm giving you basically the outline, the notes. Yeah, here's my slides. Have at it. Right. You know, if anything, I would like to have the slides ahead of time so I can make those little notes and go, oh, I need to know more about this. Right. And then, again, if it's You're, a good presenter, right. they're going to cover those things anyway. And mm. so my questions get answered as they're presenting. And at the end, I go, oh, this is awesome. And right. I don't have any questions. Or I do have questions, but it's based on what I now learned right. versus you know, what I had someone who it. types out everything in a PowerPoint slide so that right. when they give it to you, that's the presentation. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, you yeah, know, that's, that's not going to help. Right. We get that a lot too, don't we? We yes. do. We and, and, and you get that a lot. I, frankly, you get that a lot, whether it's a conference, whether it's you know uh, some other kind of professional development training. Uh, Students get it from all kinds of teachers. You know, that's what they hand them. Here's right. my here's my PowerPoint slides after the fact of all the notes I ever had. You know, right. yeah, meh. yeah. You know, just give me the highlights and let me take the notes. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It would be fun to to uh, build a, a conference like that. You know, it would. Yeah, and and, and we've never built a conference, I right. guess. So, uh, you know, we don't know the yes, other exactly. logistical and other nightmares that come with building a conference. It's very easy to point out all the flaws. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at all these things you're doing wrong. Then, oh, wait, this is actually really well, hard. Well, I, 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 I can tell you from being at the Education Service Center level. Yeah, you guys do that a lot. We, right. we do, you know, we, we don't, now we do some conferences type thing, but we do a lot of PD. And I will tell you that yeah. the biggest problem that we have is the the population, right, the, the group of attendees who comes to any given workshop, their experience level is all over the charts. Right. So as a presenter, now theoretically, as a presenter, I could say, this is, you know, super highly advanced. You have to know X, Y, and Z before you walk in the door. Right. And that's all well and good, but that doesn't guarantee that the people walking in the door well, actually, know X, right. Y, and Z. They're they still might, back at or they, a, might, or they might think you know, they know X, Y, and Z, and they uh, don't. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And so I realized that that is definitely an issue. I mean, I can't imagine how, how that would come into play for a whole conference, right. let alone, you know, the one or, you know, the, the PD that we do that's basically one-offs. And that's, a, you know, that's another so, place where, that's another place where the, uh, uh, where a good PowerPoint presentation can come in. Because if you go, okay, learn more about this, you can put a, a link or whatever. Like, if you don't know what, if, if you're covering a topic and it's got a, a big amount of background, you can actually just leave a link in the PowerPoint. For more information related to blah, yes. click this link. And then you know, that way, before you go into the conference, you can research and go, okay, I'm a little shaky on this particular topic. Right, right. Let me research a little more in depth. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, depending on... Um, now, specific to conferences, generally, in my experience, uh, the sessions you go to at a conference are not necessarily um, 
teaching sessions. Now, some of them right. are. And by teaching, I mean the attendees do not necessarily attend for the purpose of learning actually learning that particular right. skill, mainly because you're generally in a, in a uh, conference setting, you're there for you know an hour at most, right. usually 45 minutes before right. they're kicking you out for the next people have to come in. So, you know, at that point, we're sideways on. <laughs> That's interesting. Sorry, I got I got distracted. Oh, there it is. Yeah, the the Periscope topic. screen went uh, sideways on me. If like, you're what? watching us on Periscope, sorry, my phone, I got a phone call and it dropped. But so I think that, that definitely comes into play, that, that you know, you, you don't necessarily expect to actually walk away with a, uh, learning with a, a particular skill. Right, right, exactly. It's an introduction. So, it's like, hey, here's this cool thing. Here's this problems it can solve. If that looks cool, here's where you can go find exactly. it. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you what drives me really crazy about conferences and, and conference sessions. Um, you, see the, you, you see the title, and it looks like something that piques your interest. And then you read the little blurb and you say, okay, yeah, I, th I think that's good. And this is going to be put on by such and such teacher from such and such uh, school district or whatever. And you go and when you sit in there, yes, that teacher is in the room. And yes, they are standing at the front, but the actual presenter is the vendor of the right. software or service right. that they actually implemented. So it's not really how that teacher is using it. Although I will say I, I have been to many sessions where that is exactly the person gets up and they say, this is how our district uses right. X product. But for all intents and purposes, it's, it's a, a commercial pitch. for X product. And yes. that drives me nuts. There should be, <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that should be some kind of a False universal disclaimer that says, you know, sponsored the, by the, the vendor will be in the room for this. <laughs> that way I can look at it and go, no. Or I can look at it and go, yes, I would like to talk to that vendor or see what that vendor offers. Right. You know, rarely though, is that the case? And yeah. sometimes, you know, the vendor is listed as one of the people, but it's, you know, tiny little print and you, know, right. you have to get out your decoder ring to figure out exactly <laughs> that's what it says. Right, you know? exactly. So that's one of my big peeves with uh, certain conference sessions. Right. Another thing I think that I would personally like to see is you're talking about how most conferences, yeah, if it's a good presentation, it's covering the what and, you know, what it does, what it can do for mm -hmm. you. Um, it doesn't really cover how. I would love right, to go to a right, conference where they gave right. a big, you know, they gave a presentation for the what, followed by, if you found that interesting, go to this other session for a breakout for oh, how. Yes, so yes. then you can sit down, you can implement it yourself. Okay, let's work through it. Here's the, the demo. Here's where you can log in, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, that would be really I, cool. Now, yeah. I will say um, that that is one of, that was one of the cool things about some of the sessions at, uh, at Fetsy, and I think they even had similar breakouts at uh, iNACAL, um, in, in that you could attend a session like that, and then they had sort of these little mini sessions that were kind of going on every 20 minutes, either at their particular vendor booth or at a different place in the venue where that was kind of set aside for that sort of thing. So cool. you could get an overview and then go see hands-on implementation. implementation and, 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 yeah. you know, again, not in depth, right, exactly. uh, you know, it was still more, it, it was still an overview, but it was, it was a hands-on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the things that kills me whenever I'm researching software, which is sort of related. You go to the website and it tells you all these big buzzwords <laughs> and all the fancy things yes. that it can do. And they never show you the interface. Yes. I, yes. Just, just show me what it looks like. Right. I can gather a lot just by looking at the interface. Yes, just show exactly. me what it looks like. Yeah. Yes. 
You know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think that, I, that would be and, highly beneficial. Yes, that and pricing. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. Always. Do not. You know, I don't. And 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 I realize that, especially in a conference setting. Uh, in fact, in in most conference settings, the breakout sessions, the vendors are not allowed to make a sales pitch. Right. Even though they're the ones presenting this one particular piece of <laughs> software or and this sponsoring one the majority service. of the conference. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, they they can't actually sell you anything in the session. Right. Oh, yeah, right, okay. But um, you know, that's one butt. of the things that drives me crazy, especially, you know, okay, so they can't do it in the session. Right. Right. So then you go to the vendor section on the floor, uh, and even sometimes then they do, they will not give you pricing. You know, uh, well, we'll have to calculate the number of students. Right. Yeah. And, okay, look, we understand that sometimes you've got a very complicated pricing model where it's based, okay, you've got breakover points where if you have X number of students or licenses or whatever, and they've also got, you know, site licensing versus user licensing versus instance licensing. And it's like, hey, just, just give me a breakdown on give a piece a of paper. Let me look at price. it. Exactly. You know, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's not hard. I, hey. I totally missed what happened there, by the way. I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, we were just doing something Greg said. Okay. It was, it was <laughs> I, I missed it, so, man. Hey, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. I know we're a little long-winded, but we like to talk about stuff. <laughs> uh, hey, if you no. get a chance, drop by the website, www.edutechguys.com. Take a look around. There are lots of blog articles, past podcasts, and uh, actually a Periscope feed from our last Periscope show. We kind of keep nice. it up on the website. You can also check us out on iTunes. Check us out on iTunes and find out what's going on. Listen to all 20 episodes of the Edutech Guys. Hey, um, sorry, just want to do a quick... Yeah, drop no, in right good, there. Yeah. Hey, tell us about. So I noticed on the topics list, David is really good about populating the show notes for us. So we sure. have something to to discuss when we don't have guests, which we'll get to in just a bit. We're gonna starting next week. We are just slammed, bombarded with guests, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be Absolutely. a guest on the show, and you're listening to us, and you're in the ed tech industry, um, education or tech or both. Just ed let tech. us know. Uh, go to the website. Go to the bottom and send us a send us an email. Yeah. So tell us about this. It was the state of ed tech survey. Was that what it was actually called? Yeah, that's what it's called. The state of ed tech. Uh, and uh, this was done through a partnership with uh, Sprint and Dive Brand Studio. Uh, I will tell you, I didn't know anything about Dive Brand Studio I've before never heard this. Of Dive so, Brand Studio. Yes, Dive Brand. And so I went out and, and Googled them. Right. And once I figured out, well, now the other part of this, uh, I would just tell you straight up. Uh, when you look at the survey, there's a logo mm. that just says D-Brand. <laughs> I, I had no idea what to go with. So I, I, I really, I just grabbed the logo and did a reverse image search oh, so that so I could handy. figure out who is this. That's so handy. Uh, and it, so it turns out that Dive Brand actually works with many um, partners uh, in order to conduct surveys. And most of the surveys are education and or technology based so so there, there is that now so they conducted this survey uh and they surveyed surveyed they, surveyed. Do, hibda, hibda, hibda. they surveyed a group of folks and and one of the problems that i have I, i'm going to start with the ugly okay and right, then we'll exactly. get to the good and the bad right um the ugly for me in this survey it does not say where this population comes from. Right. All right. So we are told uh, in, I think it's in one of the first paragraphs there in the survey. And um, I, I cannot give you a link to the survey because you actually have to uh, sign in to sign up for this survey. Uh, you know, it's one of those things right, they exactly. sprint gets yeah. to bug you forever after yeah. you <laughs> sign up. Um, 
but uh, what I may be able to do is maybe I can provide the link to that link. Mm -hmm. We can do that. I'll, I'll do that. All right. So anyway, they surveyed 173 district officials, principals, and teachers. Which All right. 173. Now, we were talking before. Size, I was just going to say, we, we were talking about this off air right before we came on. That is less than half the number of equivalently uh, employed folks at Hope Public School District. Right, yeah. So essentially, they interviewed half of your I staff. I wish now, they, it's not your staff. Right, exactly. I'm yeah. just saying, comparatively right. speaking. I wish that they had given number of districts. Yes, Because exactly. that would have been a very useful metric right, to have. Right, exactly, yeah. Are you talking 173, uh, 173 of these folks spread over 10 districts, two, 20 districts, 40, one, exactly. you know. Um, and I will say, from, from, from a consumer perspective and from someone, frankly, who tends to be skeptical about things, um, I look more <laughs> at the yeah, – I, I look at the – the sins of omission, right? Ra- almost more than the things you are telling me. What exactly. are you not telling me? Right. Well, you're not telling me how many districts. You're not telling me, you know, how many of each of these folks. Right. Exactly. Know, I, so that's I, I'm where were about they that. at? But yeah. having said all that, let's get to the conversation at hand. Um, they asked a whole lot of different questions. One of the questions was, "What are some of the biggest hurdles in terms of?" Uh, incorporating educational technology in the school, in the classroom, 75% of the respondents said that budget limits were the main concern. Which is, I'm pretty sure sure. you could make any survey about anything that included a question about budget, and it would always be the top (laughs) concern. Money solves everything, or at least so we seem to think. Or there's not enough of it to to make everything go round. (laughs) Right. right? Um, Then uh, I thought it was uh, interesting that the next highest issue, 54%, um, said that inadequate teacher training is the next biggest hurdle. That is, they just didn't feel that the teachers were trained enough on the technology in order to take that technology leverage and then and leverage it in the classroom. Right. And part of that uh, is, is that part of it. It's right. not necessarily the technology piece it's the how do i use this in my classroom right right yeah thanks for teaching me twitter thanks for teaching me um podcasting thanks for teaching me whatever that's great what am i supposed to do with this right exactly or if you know just maybe they didn't even get twitter or they just got okay this is your ipad you click these buttons to turn it on you click these buttons to turn it off okay have fun yeah exactly (laughs) yeah right you know so how do i use the technology Period. And then how do I use it in right, my Right, exactly. So that was uh, 54% of the folks there. Um, and then I thought it was very interesting. To me, this is very telling that these respondents, 41% said that teachers, the biggest hurdle they face is that teachers are resistant to the change, That's period. That's interesting. I, I would also, another one of those sins of omissions, they don't tell you how many of those 173 are officials and how many are teachers right. and how many, you know, so right. which way is this bias? Which way is this small? Right, yeah. Who's, who, so who's saying that? Right, right, exactly. Um, and but, but I thought that was very, very telling, really. I mean, you're talking about almost half of the respondents, no matter how... The, no matter what that makeup happens right, to exactly. be, still almost half of them say that, that that one of the biggest hurdles is that teachers are resistant to the change. Period. Right. Um, and and you know we've talked about that with in in previous shows with various guests that you know that is one of the biggest hurdles is that you have a group of teachers who 
you know, they like the way things have been going, and I don't want to change. And I've I been think, doing the same thing for 25 that, years. I'm, I think part of that comes from the fact that often whenever – Whenever a new thing, I don't care if it's technology, I don't care if it's, you know, some new way of teaching, it's often not pitched to the teachers. It's often pitched right. to the administration, to the sure. tech guys. And so then the tech guys or the administration get sold on and go, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Let's roll it out. And right. the teachers are like, when did we get to have a say in this, right. you know? Right. So especially whenever so much of that comes right down to the classroom where it's like, okay, yeah, we on the tech guy side, we install some software and we click some buttons and we're done in like a day. And then from there, it's like, okay, now for the rest of the year, you guys implement this. Right. You know? So yes. Yes. the fact that the, the, the ones who actually have to deal with this stuff on a, on a daily ongoing basis are the ones who have some of the least say, you know, aside from students, they have obviously the very least amount of say in right. the whole, whole shebang. But I think oftentimes we, we lose that, that sort of PR where I think we should be, after a tech person or an administrator is sold on something, it should be brought before a group of teachers to sell them on it. Okay, sure. okay. is this does this solve your problems? Does this look like it will actually work for us here? What's your opinion on it? Now, I mean, granted, this is not a, de a democracy. We don't, we don't put everything to a vote. But sure. at the same time, like I said, whenever there's so much of it is in the classroom implementation, uh, you know, throughout the year, I think we, we don't sell to the teachers enough. And at that point, you feel like you're getting stuff forced down your throat. Well, and and to that end, um, sometimes it's, it's out of certain uh, aspects of control. You know, there are some things that happen that sorry, yeah, they get forced down the teacher's throat. They get forced down the tech guy's throat. They get forced down the superintendent's throat right, from, exactly. uh, you know, from a higher power saying, right. hey, this, you know, thou shalt do this. This is the way. I, I, think, I think when it comes to those kinds of things and, and where resistance to change, really where that rubber hits the road is um, buy-in and, and even just Absolutely. information. You know, Absolutely. This is going to happen. Okay, we are going to change to X. And here is why we're changing to X. And right. not only why, but here's how we're going to help you change to yeah. X. So, right. I, I, and I think those kinds of things, I, I really do. I think, I think the the resistance to change a lot of time is uh, is not knowing. Yes. Right. So I don't know what it is that I, I'm going to be changing to. Right. Why uh, I don't beneficial. know the why. It's but yeah. Why are we changing right, exactly. to this? All How I is see, this now going all to help I see me? Is, oh great! Now I got to relearn everything all over again. Exactly. For the, for the umpteenth you know. time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You just changed X, and and I had to learn X, and now we're changing X again to Y, and and I don't know why we're changing it to <laughs> why, y. why are we changing to Y? Who's on first? So so I think that's a big part of the culture of change. Yes. You, You've got to help people understand why it is we're changing. We're give not them, changing for the them, sake of change. Give them a decision, a chance to make come up with their mm -hmm. own, like yeah, like you said, with buy-in. Just, just, just give them a chance to see. Okay, this is this is our reasoning. We put a lot of thought into it. Right. You or know, maybe maybe we didn't. Maybe it's getting forced or, down our throats too. You know. Exactly. So. Or maybe somebody somewhere just decided this is how it's going to be. I mean, you know, right. You look at various. You know, mm -hmm. I, I look at it from from say a software level, and how many times have we um, has a new version of a particular piece of 
software that allows you to say, I don't know, write documents, been changed <laughs> without any explanation whatsoever as to why all of a sudden, you know, why did you have to move the italics button? Who cares? <laughs> you know, exactly. But now it's not where it has been for the last 20 years. <laughs> right, exactly. You've moved it. I can't find my cheese. Right, exactly. So, so I think a lot of that <laughs> comes. You know, I, can't, I think a lot of that comes <laughs> into play uh, yeah. when it comes to change and resistance to change. Yeah. So, um, beating that particular topic to and death. Yeah, I was going to say. The next thing, though, is I, I, th I find it interesting that just as 41% are resistant to change, it turns out that. 41%, and again, we can presume this is not the same 41%, but 41% of the respondents said that uh, they believe there is no plan for how teachers can use technology in the classroom for lessons and curriculum. Right. So half the people survey say there is no plan. We want a plan. Right, exactly. And I think part of, the, part of that is whenever some, sometimes you you don't want to have a complete concrete plan because especially if you're the one designing the plan and you're not going to be the one implementing the plan. I sure. think that's one of the worst decisions that can ever be made. It just in general, <laughs> if you aren't the one who's going to implement it, don't be the one whose sole person is in charge of designing the plan right, right. because you do not have a complete picture. It, you just never will. So I think part of that is, yeah, you don't, you, People will say, well, I don't know what they want. Well, okay, that's great and everything, but you still need a plan. So bring them in before you roll it out and say, yeah. okay, how do we build this? What are your concerns? What are the needs? How does this solve them? Does this solve them? Here's what I think from my perspective, like, okay, here's what the equipment can do. Ask, you know, you know can the, you put that in place? The one key thing to this, though, is is finding someone that, that understands the strategic bridge. planning. Right, exactly. Because yeah, that's, what, that's what we're talking about is, right. you know, making sure we're creating the procedures that are going to be. And, and I think that might be the biggest breakdown. And I, I noticed the next very next one, 71% said there should be a department expressly devoted to classroom technology. Amen. And, and if anybody's been preaching that in my district, Amen. you guys know I've been preaching for, you're talking about integration of a curriculum, technology curriculum specialist. Right. You know, someone that can come in and go, you know, because we were talking about this last night and we discussed this all the time. The main problem is not how do I use it? It's how do I integrate it into my classroom? Right, exactly. Not not what does this button do, yeah. but when do I push it? Yeah. Why do I want to push I'll this button? I'll figure that right. out. Yeah. Right. That's that's the thing is that if, if we could if we could tell them, no, you need a line for this, then they would build the moat and put the the whole cage in. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> no, but that's it. If, if if we could convince them that this is what you can use for in your classroom and it's gonna be great, they're gonna click the buttons and they're gonna figure it out. Or they're gonna ask the right questions right. to the right people and say, Great, how do I make this bad boy work? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I love the next one down there it's I, well, yeah and I threw that in there on, on purpose now there's there I would tell you that the the paper uh, that that I downloaded and and will provide the link out to how you can get it um, has all kinds of information in there I mean there's all kinds of stats and whatever but this one jumped out at me be, because of of what the entire nation went through last year in terms of standardized testing hey. uh, and nearly 42 percent of the respondents said that the technology was sufficient for computerized testing last yep, year. Yeah, but... But 13% <laughs> yeah. 
said that they disagreed or strongly disagreed that the technology was sufficient for their standardized testing. So right. you have almost half saying, oh, yeah, it was awesome. Everything went great. And then, and but then, then, then a, a voiceful minority going, wait, wait, what right, are you exactly. talking about? Oh, hey, wait a minute here. We well, you know what that is. What it really comes down to is, is a school, most schools can't provide one-to-one. Hmm. And so the reason that I would guess, the main reason, really did not have to do with the technology being sufficient. I think it had to be with the technology being plentiful enough. I want to say that for most teachers, it was like, see, in the old days, we gave out all the pencils and paper, and everybody tested at the same time. But our school only has said number of computers, so we have to break this up. And so now we're getting into classroom time and education time, and, Mm -hmm. and, and hence their problem with... I would believe that that's why we're getting the answer that we're getting because most of the stuff that we all heard of was we didn't have enough computers or we were having to cycle through and roll a cart into a classroom with laptops and things like that. Right. It's not that it necessarily didn't work, although there were some yeah, some, some hiccups and some especially. caveats to and, that. You know, anytime this is this was like the first year that we had such a huge push for so anytime you put a system through a new ringer like that there's always going to be a handful of bugs exactly there's no way you can possibly predict it all even though um and i those of us who know us will say that we we are sparing with our praise of this particular company but with we did get a fair amount of of ability to pre-test um, oh yes, leading into it, and I think that was that was very helpful. The prep was there. The I prep mean, was there. It was it was at least possible. We at least got our hands on the app before it was. But with anything in schools, when you interject something that's not routine, then right, it, exactly. it actually causes another level of trouble for oh, yeah, us or absolutely. anyone else dealing with it. You know, luckily, most schools and states won't like change their testing procedures every year. <laughs> most. <laughs> most, 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 someone. So there won't be anything new but, to learn. The, there'll be a couple that won't. <laughs> hey, so the the last part. Uh, when asked which educational technology were most beneficial to teaching and student learning, sixty two percent said laptops, fifty five percent said interactive whiteboards, and fifty percent said tablets. I find that really interesting. Uh, we were talking about this before the show, and the fact that interactive whiteboards jumped right up there in the middle with 55% of the respondents. I don't think they meant interactive whiteboards. I think they meant projection. I think they right. meant presentation. Right, exactly. Uh, that, that's just my guess. Now, right. I, you know, I do believe that K through 3 interactive devices like that can be completely used and oh, beautiful right. in a classroom. Absolutely. So, you know, if, if these 173 teachers and people, that were, if if 70 right. of them were K-3 through three teachers that had interactive boards and were using them so students could write their ABCs and right, colors exactly. and things on the board, to actually see use that. it as an interactive whiteboard, and, and not the, just a, I'm standing at the front of the class and I'm drawing on stuff. Right. Actually have engagement with the students where they're using the whiteboard. And now remember, these are, these are not students that they surveyed. Right, exactly. No, well, that's what I was just going to throw in there. Remember, yeah, not only are these not students, but these are, this is a total of 173 people who responded. Right. And we don't know the makeup of those folks in terms of, uh, of their position, of the demographics, uh, you know, their, any of that stuff. So, you know, yeah, exactly. What kind of results would, would you probably get had they just done Hope Public Schools? Right. Right. So is this, I don't know, that, and that's one of my big, one of the big things I wanted to kind of bring out of this, I guess. Was, right. Do we really think this is representative of the nation as a whole? 
do we, you know, is that a, a varied slash large enough sample group to right. say, yeah, this represents, okay, I, yeah, we yeah. think this represents. No, I don't. I, think, I don't. No. I mean, I, you I know, think if it's it said 100, it's 173 districts. Yeah. Now we would have. Yeah, exactly. And they right. would have said, and, it, and, and here's the thing. You could have told me the districts. Right. If you said right. 173 districts and these are the districts that we, we right. did, no, we're not still getting into who, who, but right, yeah. right. wow, 173 districts and these are the ones. And now we've got these numbers. Right. Well, now we're talking, especially right. if it was just like you went and threw some tacks at a map and went, these exactly. are the places we're going to hit. Right. 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 That's beautiful. Now, having said that, though, okay, so for the sake of argument, let's say it is 173 districts. Well, this says there were 173 respondents. So now you're saying one, like one person teacher, from each of those right, districts. Exactly, yeah. Very, right. very opinionated. Yeah, then it's very okay. opinionated. Yeah. Right, exactly. Now, so, if they said we, it was you know, 72,000 people surveyed. Exactly. Educators, which, you know, and, and it's funny. We talk about that all the time. Our market in ed tech is a small market. There's, sure. Educators are not a large market of, of the population. They right. just really aren't. I mean, there's a lot of us out there, and you don't want to tick us off. <laughs> 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 Last thing you want is a bunch of ticked off Angry. 30 graders or t- third grade <laughs> teachers on your on your tail you'd be in trouble buddy um uh, but yeah you know that that's you're right it would be interesting to see that hey uh, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com we're coming to you live from the southwest arkansas educational co-op in hope arkansas i want to thank them and hope public schools for letting us do this each week and bring you some great information um uh, we're going to take a quick break listen to one of our good buddies kevin Oh, Kevin Honeycutt. Okay. Kevin Honeycutt. We haven't heard this song in a while. It's uh, I Need My Teachers to Learn. And a little quick announcement for the AESA conference coming up. Cool. If you can get to it, if you're listening to us and you're at a cooperative or an educational service center in the United States, you should probably want to go to that place. I, I don't know if they still even have registration. Uh, but I, Yeah, yeah. I believe you can still register and, and go. Um, but, yeah, we're going to take a quick listen, and uh, we'll be right back with some more Edgy Tech Guys right after this. In the 27th row of her college class, she was working real hard, trying to pass. She studied all night for the test she took, but she couldn't use the notes on her own MacBook. He told him that note cards were the things they needed, and he wouldn't change his mind, though she begged and pleaded. The dark red F was no surprise, as the tears formed in her eyes. She said kids are changing, any fool can tell And the ways that you're teaching have to change as well You might not like it cause we grow up fast But prepare us for the future and not your past There's not one minute to burn I need my teachers to learn In detention hall there's a quiet young man with his head hung low, phone in his hand. He's asking his dad to feed his dog, cause he tried to post a story on his own blog. He was hoping that people would read his words, cause an audience of one seemed a bit absurd. Whatever happened to compromise, he said the school should realize. Kids are changing, any fool can tell And the ways that you're teaching have to change as well You might not like it cause they grow up fast But prepare them for the future, not your past There's not one minute to burn 
They need their teachers to learn. In a third grade room in a tiny town, there's a blue-eyed girl who's feeling down. She tried to bring her daddy to show and tell that he was gonna Skype them and wish them well. She showed them all the camera on her mom's netbook, but they wouldn't let her do it on a school network. The man in camo never called. He was blocked by a firewall. Things are changing, any fool can tell. And the ways that you're teaching have to change as well. You might not like it because they grow up fast. But prepare them for the future and not your past. There's not one minute to burn. They need their teachers to learn. They need their teachers to learn. Join EduTech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. Yeah. 
you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. <laughs> hey, we're coming back with the gang in the studio here. We just had uh, – it's a beautiful studio. We just had it remodeled. <laughs> if you're watching us on uh, Periscope, listen to us on radio.edutechguys.com. Hey, David has some dates he wants to share. Shit. Well, what we were going to tell you was – that was uh, oh, we started that was off Shane with, Howard. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was uh, that was <laughs> that was Kevin Honeycutt with his uh, "I Need My Teachers to Learn," and then a Shane Howard band with "My Town." Both of those guys have a group called Tweetwood Mac. You can see them, uh, listen to them, watch them, see them, all this good stuff. YouTube has them out there. Tweetwoodmac.com. Uh, we just posted that on the old Twitter. So if you want to check out the link there, yeah. That'd be awesome. So, so tell cool. us who's going to be on the show, Dave. All right, so this is awesome. We've got a... Upcoming uh, I use that word a lot, and I don't necessarily mean to. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, a bunch of cool guests coming up over the next month or so. Uh, and so uh, next week, we've got Daisy Dyer Dewar. And she is uh, the winner, a, a former winner, or uh, I don't know how that works. Anyway, she is an <laughs> NASSP uh, National Association of Secondary School Principal Digital Principal Award winner. Wow. Awesome. I can see why they didn't put that in one acronym. Yes, she is the founder of the hashtag ArcEdChat uh, that happens every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, a former principal and an Edutech leader, and she will be here on air with us next week. Then on November 18th, we're going to have Susan Gilly, who is a Google Apps, a Google Apps expert, hard that. for me to say, uh, certified trainer and general Google Apps guru. Google guru. Uh, it is, yes. Google guru. What he said, because <laughs> I can't. So, uh, this, this section of the show brought to you by Tongue Twisters. <laughs> yes. Uh, after that, uh, November 25th, uh, that's going to be our Thanksgiving special. Uh, anyway, we're going to have Andrea Keller. Um, she is a previous winner of the Texas Computer Education Agency Classroom Teacher of the Year Award. Uh, somebody needs to get a hold of these people with these <laughs> naming of these awards. It's short, shorter people. Shorter. Shorter people. Uh, we don't care how tall you are. Uh, <laughs> we will talk to her, though, about connected classrooms along with uh, some of the other stuff that uh, she's up to. Uh, she has um, her... Uh, Oh, I lost my train of thought there, but uh, her big thing is uh, the busy bee. She's a busy bee. The busy bee. So, yes, all kinds of cool stuff going on there. And then in December, December 16th, which I guess would be our Christmas show. Yay. um, Well, maybe not. What's the next week? I I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) on December 16th, uh, we're going to have Dave Burgess. And he is the founder of the Teach Like a Pirate movement. Yar. So, yeah. So, uh, we've got a whole slew of guests lined up. Uh, for future shows. Uh, as Jeff mentioned earlier, if you're in the realm of education, technology, educational technology, technology integration, tech and education, there you go. Any, combination. any combination you can come up with, uh, if technology and education is your bag, uh, by all means, hop out to uh, edutechguys.com. Scroll to the bottom there. There's a form to fill out and let us know that uh, you'd be interested in uh, coming on the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, get a chance to talk to you on the show and let folks know uh, what you're doing, what you're up to, what your specialty is. Uh, you can also reach us directly. I am at David in Arc on Twitter, and Jeff is at Jay Madlock on Twitter. Greg is 
basically not unobtainium. on unobtainium <laughs> so uh, but yeah lots of cool guests coming up here on edutech guys radio you know we like to finish every show with a little google tip and google greg's going to bring google us google one google. today greg just, just as we like offhandedly mentioned earlier with uh, with uh, reverse image search i'm willing to wait wager that most teachers probably don't know about reverse image search um, and what it is is if you have an image that you want to find either other examples of it, maybe maybe a larger size, maybe something related to that image, um, you can actually just go to Google's website and then go to the image tab and drag an image into the search box. And then you hit enter and it searches for all images related to that image based on what it looks like, not based on what it's titled or anything along those lines, which is super, super handy so often. Uh, whenever, especially if you're looking for something related to clip art or something along those lines, you want a little something to add to your presentation, but maybe what you have isn't exactly right. So yeah, that's super, super handy. Uh, and I'll give you an example of uh, a classroom use for that. Um, now this happened to be on Facebook, but it, it was from a teacher. Uh, he had taken an image and colorized it. Ah. And then he posted that image on Facebook and said, uh, who is this and what what's wrong with my colorization and so people are trying to guess and guess and i was like this is ridiculous so i saved the image <laughs> did a reverse image search so that i could find out who it was because it was an image that already existed right we found out who it was and then from there once people knew who it was and and, and again you had to do some research to figuring out okay so what was wrong with the colorization and it had to do with uh, the color of the cuffs or something I don't know it it got it got way deep way fast and I, I was like I, I found out who it was you know but <laughs> I'm, I'm I used Google image I used the reverse away. image search in order to, to find out to what, who, who he was to win <laughs> right. I, to well, win. I didn't win <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get Cheater, it all pumpkin eater <laughs> hey I used the resources available to me there you go <laughs> hey I just posted the link to Google's uh, help document a support document on reverse search on Twitter so if you want to take a look at it one of the things Thanks. I want to thank Greg for talking about that. Yeah. And did you want to talk about the Google Translate too? Yeah, bonus. Yeah, Google Translate. The app is beautiful. Um, it, it just was updated this morning. Um, it added Arabic to the actual picture stuff. So Google Translate, the app will let you speak in and will translate from your text with your microphone from your device. Cool. It will let you type in and translate. And with its camera on board, you can actually point it at a any text, any printed text, any text it looks like, uh, as long as it can read it, and it will uh, take that image instantly and translate, translate it, in it place, into a, to a language. Not all languages are supported, but there are hundreds, probably, yeah, or yeah. well, not hundreds, dozens, but, but dozens. Yeah. But um, yeah. it, it is reversed, so if you're in a foreign country and you, there's a sign on the road, you can actually open it up, point it at the sign, and it will translate. Preferably after you've pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking out the top. You can drive with your feet. <laughs> I, I can do it with my shoes on. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. Next week's going to be a really exciting show. Uh, we're moving into Christmas. It's the holiday season. Next week on the show, we'll do a little feature Christmas music. Uh, lots of artists I know and stuff. We can get that music going. I told you. It's not time yet. Oh, man. <laughs> so, hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. I'm David Henderson. Oh, Oh, did you want what? No. <laughs> what? Who? What? I, there was one more thing I thought we should talk about. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Psych. We're not going anywhere, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked you. Well, no, never mind. What? Well, now you brought it up. Well, no, you can't leave you everybody can't just hanging. Leave hanging. I'm going to leave everybody hanging. Hey, we'll see you next week. Well, this is Jeff. Uh, this is Dave. Confused. Pretty sure this is Craig. Aloha. <laughs>
You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.